Hey, how you guys doing? I'm the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to I Know What You Did Last Winter, our Game of Thrones recap show. And welcome through episode by episode uh, up until 2019, which is the final season of Game of Thrones. We finally got a, uh, a release date for the, the show in its final season. On the line tonight, I have um, two of my favorite Westeros people. He's not 16, but he is a flyer. It's a Sandman. Sandman. That is the flyer, Sandman. Back with y'all. Back with the throne. That's right. And also on the line tonight, he goes by the maester. Uh, it's Brother B. Hey, what's up? Yeah, we don't actually introduce the term maester, I don't think, until this episode. So, um, thanks so much, man. Yeah, I think this is the actual first time that uh, maybe they used the term in one of the other two episodes, but we actually get a chance to see what a maester does. Um, so we ended on episode two last time, and now we are on to episode three, which is Lord Snow. Um, does our favorite does the N word appear yep. in, the, in the credits for this? Oh yes. Mm. Yep. All right. Good. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yes, the N-word comes back, and we're perfectly happy with that. Uh, episode 2 episode ended two. ended with, um, uh, how did episode 2 end, brother? That was uh, the the lady, the wolf, got killed, and Bran opened his eyes. That's right. All right, so, so Bran is now awake, um, and again, this show thinks that you're going to deal with that situation right off the bat, and it doesn't. Uh, you're thinking, oh, we're going to go right back to Bran. No, it doesn't. Uh, lady did get killed. The dire wolf gets killed at, uh, near the end of episode two. And this way, they're finally back from King's, the King's Road into King's Landing. Ned has finally made it there. He's with both of his daughters, Arya and Santa. And he's finally off this time. It, usually, it took about 30 days, I think is what they said in a previous episode. So Ned makes it there. He's tired and weary from being on the road. And the first thing he's there is like somebody hits him with a meeting, which is literally like the worst possible thing that you could do for somebody <laughs> <laughs> that just got out the car or whatever. Like, hey, I know you just got here for seven driving hours, but um, yeah, we got a meeting right now. Um, mine is which is mine is like when you make a long drive and get home, it's like, hey, you want to go out to eat? Uh, no. <laughs> the car, me and the car need to have some time away from me. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need a yeah, we need a little bit of a breakup moment here. Yeah, um, I have been off work for officially seventeen days now. Um, so tomorrow is going to be my uh, King's Road. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to want to be in that place uh, at all. But yeah, so he gets there. And uh, it's a funny thing where one of the people that greets him is like, would you like a change of clothes? And he looks at him like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the look he gives him is like, uh, I'm yeah. going to off you and get the <laughs> Yeah. That's the last thing. I just killed a dire wolf with my hand, son. <laughs> I'm going to change my clothes. Um, so, yeah. But before he can get to the King's Council, which is the meeting that he has to go and have, He's going to run into Jamie Lannister. Now, they've had a run-in in each episode, and neither of them have gone well. They do not like each other. They meet inside the throne room, and it's a really a recap of what happens to um, Ned's brother and father when they were killed by the Mad King inside the throne room. Um, kind of, what's your thoughts on that one, brother? Yeah, this is the... you lose. I lost track of this because it was so long ago, but the 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 way these two play off of each other and like heel Jamie Lannister versus yeah. face Ned Stark. There's some great <laughs> stuff here. And it's, it's not, and they never really get, you know, like n- neither of them really wins the exchange, but they're just both like, you know, 
that was just like hit, 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 and you know everybody just throws the whole Kingslayer in Jamie's face, um, and and he's just a dick about it. So he's like, oh yeah, I watched your dad die here and yeah. your brother. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody should die like that. I think is the exact line. He's like, yeah, yeah nice armor. Yeah, it's not unscratched because you don't fight anybody. Yeah, you choose your yeah. opponents wisely. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're really yeah. going at each other and some non some passive aggressiveness. Um, and, you know, this will pay out for a little bit without the spoiling too much for everybody. But, yeah, we do get a chance to see them uh, go at it. And I, I thought that Ned was going to be like, do you want a cookie for killing the Mad King? Like, he <laughs> was really like, oh, okay. Yeah, you served when serving was safe. That's basically yeah. what he told yeah. me. And, you know, it's a great line. And he leaves Jamie, you know, Jamie a little dumbfounded there because he didn't really have a reply back for that. Um, so, yeah, a real great scene between Jamie and and Ned. Uh, but straight from there, he goes straight into the King's Council meeting. Now, the King's Council are the people that handle the affairs for the kingdom, for the king. Uh, the king should be on those meetings, but Robert is not that kind of king. He does not um, <laughs> want I mean, – we're going to deal with Robert here later um, – he does not there for this meeting, but we do get an introduction to a crap load of characters who are very important moving forward. So we're going to go through them. All right. The first one, Lord Varys, as he greets Ned, Lord Varys. Um, what is his official title? Uh, he's the he, – I don't know if he's formally like the Master of Secrets or something like that, um, but he's basically the spy master for the kingdom. Okay. Uh, that's Lord Varys. He greets him. There's a line about the butcher boy, which is a throwback to the last episode. Um, Littlefinger, also known as uh, Lord Peter Baelish. Uh, he is a longtime friend of Ned's wife uh, and longtime in love with her as well, which will come up a little bit later in this episode. Yeah. Oh, my uh, a very important character moving forward, correct? He, he, he throws that tie. He throws that his relationship with Cat out way too many times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he mentions that. I mean, almost the, the immediate when, when they first meet. I mean, he's like, oh, how's your wife? I like your wife. I like your wife. Yeah. <laughs> to the point, I mean, it's almost uncomfortable. So, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll be getting a whole lot of that later on. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, and you from, get from the impression here, that he never, like, you know, consummated this relationship in any way. It's just in his head the entire time. He's just been carrying the torch um, forever. Um, so, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, he'll he'll come up later. Also on the council, uh, Rinley Baratheon, uh, brother of Robert, uh, and second in command to the kingdom, correct? Uh, I don't know what he is. I mean, like, I think he's just like, you can't throw your brother off. Uh, okay. He's the youngest <laughs> brother. I don't know if he actually has a title. Well, okay. I know later later on in the series, without spoiling anything, he has he's a king of something. I don't remember exactly what it is, what er, what territory or what it is, but uh, I know he's some kind. He has some kind of rank. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, whatever that's worth. Brother, yeah, brother of King Robert, and then we have the Grand Meister. Uh, is that Lewin, Grandmaster Lewin? Pycelle. Pycelle. Okay, Grandmaster Pycelle. Uh, he is also on the King's Council. He gives wise and sage advice, um, essentially. Uh, he knows a lot of the history of the entire kingdom and realm, uh, so he's very important to have on the King's Council. And that's the group. He, Grand Meister gives um, uh, Ned the, the little badge that's the hand of the king, which is literally like a, a hand, which is kind of fucking creepy. 
uh, for him <laughs> to pin onto his shirt. And uh, let's get this meeting started. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, the king wants a hands, uh, a tournament for the hand, that they're going to have this long tournament with jousting and fighting and all of these types of things. Um, he wants that to celebrate Ned's new job. Um, there's a problem, though. There's a huge problem that the kingdom is essentially bankrupt as hell um, <laughs> because uh, they keep borrowing money and Robert keeps spending it, and they are, I think it's $6 million in debt to the Lannisters. Um, and Ned is, uh, as the kids say, shook um, <laughs> that, that Robert has bankrupted the kingdom or possibly bankrupted the kingdom. What's your thought on that scene, uh, Sandy? Um, this is another one of the things that on the rewatching I had completely missed. I'm kind of ashamed of myself. I was like, I don't remember any of this shit. But it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of shows you what kind of king Robert is. First part, I mean, he just all he's into is hoeing and killing. Um, uh, <laughs> he don't care about nothing else. He lets the entire yeah. kingdom basically just go to hell and get under the the Lannisters' thumb, you know, which is exactly where they want to keep it, obviously. So uh, yeah, he's the. <laughs> He's not an astute king, and you can see why Ned is here, and uh, his response is, you know, appropriate. It's like, how the hell could he let this happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that he's not astute. But I think, Brother Beavis, what do you think of um, King Robert here and the, the, well, the Masters he, tournament? He, he says it all, uh, like Robert says it all on more than one occasion. He's like, <clears throat> you know, winning the crown was the easy part, you know, actually yeah. ruling. He's, yeah, he it, you know, he, he is not really into into this. And I love Ned's reaction. He's like, are you saying we're $3 million in debt to the Lannisters? And like, no, I'm saying we're like $6 million. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that the old, that old school uh, Ohio high school story. Uh, when I was in that law enforcement class and we went to the courthouse, and the dude and the judge are like, uh, you realize you, if you're pleading guilty that you, you know, you're going to get this, this, and this, and like, you're going to go to jail for this time. What's your plea? Um, not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so that, was, that was basically his lie. He's like, uh, wait, uh, yeah, no, not three million, six million dollars in debt. Like, oh, okay. So uh, he's Ned saying like, yeah, I, I have to talk to Robin. We're not going to have this. We're not going to have the tournament. And then uh, <laughs> Littlefinger's like. Yeah, but we might as well plan it. He's like, no, we're not having a tournament. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling that, like, no is not really a word that Robert uh, really uses or accepts. It's just not yeah. his thing. Like, yeah, I know he said no, but, like, we really should just plan this anyway because it has to happen. All right. So the I, have, I have official titles now if you're still interested. <laughs> exactly. So Ren- Renly is the master of laws. Master of Laws. Thank you. Baylor right. is the master of coin. coin. Stannis is the master of ships. Varys mm. is the master right. of whisperers. Whisperers. Pyshell is the Grand Maester. And Sir Varys okay. Conselmi is the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Got it. All right. Thank you. Right. And yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to need that name to come back here when we get back to their scene because um, mm. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get it when we were doing that. All right. Um, so... <laughs> The scene shifts, and again, you're like, oh, Bran woke up. We're really going to deal with that. No, not yet. Um, Cersei and Joffrey have a uh, mother and son. Queen and Prince have a scene there as she's still um, – he's recovering from getting bitten by the direwolf. And essentially, she's enabling him or b- giving him the ability to enable him for all this shit. And essentially, uh, the winners tell what history is. So if you're the winner and you're the king, you can determine what actually happened. And, you know, he's like, no, I didn't fight off. I didn't do anything. I just cried like a bitch. No, you didn't. 
bought him off. You caught that yeah, guy. You bought him off recently. Yeah, 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 I did. I did fight that dire wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and Kyle. Like, yeah, I didn't sleep with that fat girl. Nope, not at all. Yeah. You can convince yourself or anything. So, um, the truth is what you make it, I think, is what the actual line is. And as king, really, you could do whatever you want. And what there's another scene there where she's talking about, you know, he's concerned about the Lannisters and all the other the, the other kingdoms and how he would rule them if he were the oh, king. Yeah. And you oh, get a chance to see that, like, Cersei's not just, like, the queen. You also see that she's got a little bit of strategy, in this, you know, which she probably learned from her father, uh, Tywin, which we haven't even been introduced to yet. Um, so she's not just a pretty face, and she's not just, like, a, a bitch. She is, like, a legitimate, you know, not just you know, she can strategize. She's yeah. wickedly smart. Yeah. <laughs> just a brother fucker. Noted. Uh, so, yeah. And also it's noted in here that Joffrey does not want to marry Sansa. Although they never really give a reason as to why. Um, or maybe I missed it or maybe it's something I think it's just because he's like, because he cried in front of her. Like, yeah, he was yeah. a bitch in front of her and she's, you know, he's she's going to throw that in his face. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so Okay. So yeah, so there's that. Uh and then we get to a scene with Arya and Sansa, uh two of my faves. Um and <laughs> we're gonna skip over this scene really quick because it's really nothing other than the fact that you get this um this scene about Arya who has a list of people that she doesn't like yeah. and that she's right. going to kill. Yeah, and it's going to um it's just people she hates right now. Yeah, it's just people she yeah. hates. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she's good with a knife at this point in time, too. So, yeah, there's that. And um, Ned, like many fathers of uh, teenage daughters, has no idea how to talk to her. Um, you know, he's, he's like, I brought you some toys. I'm like, nigga, I ain't played with toys since I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I be dismissed from dinner. Like, uh, he's like, just go. I don't care. <laughs> it's like my favorite part. He's like, just go. Whatever. Um, so it, it, you get this, the the contrast between Arya and Sansa. It, it started really from episode one, and you get to see that they're taking two divergent paths: one to be a princess, and one to be not a princess at all. Uh, who that's what she wants to be, and that she shifts to another scene where um, Ned is finally going to meet uh, Needle. Uh, where he finally comes to the scene, Needle being the sword that John gave Arya before they left for King's, uh, King's Landing. What did you think about that scene, Brother Beaver? Yeah, it, it's it's in, the way he deals with the, the kids differently. And, like, you know, he could have busted him and like, where did you get that sword? And, you know, but it's it's actually, I think it's a pretty cool scene. I think he does. I think uh, Ned's, you know, he's really good in the show. And he yeah. he says a lot. By what he doesn't say, you know, his he's just a great actor. Um, yeah, yeah. This was a good scene, I thought, and and I and there's you know it develops her that he, he encourages her to continue to practice, and then actually sets her up with a trainer. I think the end scene is where you know he sort of realizes you know, the path that he's put her on. That's that's also a really cool scene too. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you get a chance to see. Um, um, and she, he also tells her too, he's like, you know, your sister's gonna marry the prince, and he can't, you know, she can't be lying on yeah. the prince. Like yeah. that's not something that can happen. 
and she doesn't understand that for an eight-year-old or 10-year-old or whatever that she is. She doesn't really know or care, but it's also like an important scene for, for something that comes up later. But yeah, so this is, you know, he's, he's has a much better relationship at least at this point in time with Arya because he didn't kill her direwolf. I mean, basically that's what it is. Sansa's just really upset that he, that he, he killed lady. Um, so, all right. Now finally we get, um, uh, back to Winterfell. Um, and then we finally get a chance to see Bran, um, as he's up there. Uh, he makes a, you know, essentially, uh, what would you call the lady that's taking care of him? Um, um, the nanny? I don't know, yeah. nanny, but I don't know if they actually have, have a, a title for her. Old, old, old scary bitch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> her her <laughs> oh, storytelling yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, her yeah. storytelling is fantastic. Um, and she, you know, Bran allegedly liked the scary stories. And so she tells him a whopper. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she gives him a really good scary story. Like, if this is what you want, little prince, I can show you. So she tells him a story of the White Walkers and the Long Winters and all that. And you can tell Bran is scared, and it's only interrupted by, um, uh, what's his name? Rob. Uh, Rob. Yeah, Rob, Rob comes in. Rob yeah. Like, so what are you doing? Stop scaring little kids. And there's a scene with Rob and Bran where he essentially is like, you know, um, uh, I'd rather be dead. You know, basically, I don't. I'd rather not be a cripple. I can't use my legs. That was the the result of his fall. He can't use his legs. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, I'd rather be dead. And Rob's like, don't say that. You know, that's a terrible thing. You should never say anything like that. But um, yeah, that's really that scene. You know, we talked about this before. Rob is not all that important early on in this thing. Like, not at all. He's going to get his run, but it's not important right now. He's just um, a face. Uh, in the, the, the eldest son, right? That's about it. Yeah. 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 In the books, there's a lot. All the all the um, all the chapters are told from point of view, and he never has a point of view chapter. Oh. So his <laughs> his role is different in the books as it is to here. I mean, he still does the same sort of stuff, but it's like you yeah. hear about what he's doing as opposed to obviously television's different. You see it. So. Right. Well, he's the Lord of Winterfell, and it does come up in some later episodes as his father is away. And his mother is away. This is our next scene. And in episode two, uh, you saw that um, Lady Stark had her little small council together and basically were like, all right, we think that we have this sword. We think it was the Lannisters that tried to kill Bran. And we got to figure this out. And we're going to head off to King's Landing to try to figure out what's going on. And on their way into King's Landing, because they've been traveling incognito, uh, they get met by uh, two guardsmen on horse, and you know, hey, Lady Stark. And they're like, what? I, what? Ooh, I'm not. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, hey, Lady Stark, you need to come with us. And like, I didn't do anything. Where, why are you pulling me over? I'm, you know, I'm driving while Stark. You know, like, what's going on? And they like, yeah, you're gonna be safe here. And Peter Baelish, uh, Littlefinger, has accosted, not accosted, but uh, diverted them to one of his whorehouses because that's where he makes his money. His master of coin comes on bitches. And um, that that's how he makes his money. He runs a bunch of whorehouses inside the inside, in King's Landing, and it does not make her happy that she got brought to one of those places. But you take at that scene, uh, saying that. Well, his one defense is like, well, you you wanted to be in a place that nobody's going to come to, nobody's going to know you're here, and here we are. And she's still, I mean, royally pissed. And uh, her husband, as we find out, is even more pissed after yeah. that. 
uh, which is in a good, which is a good scene too. But um, um, I, I still don't get how he knew that they were coming. Who told her? Who told him? Um, um, one of them they said like my little birds. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they, they both have, have spies okay. everywhere. They know everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah, they know everything that's happening. Yeah, and well, because when she does get there, Lord Varys, Master of Spies or whatever you said his title is, Whispers. he is there. Whispers, and once he's there, they go over this. Com- they have this conversation about the 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 knife that was used to try to kill Bran. And there's a story there, you know, and it and, and it's funny that you said that, Brother Beavis, is that you know they ask Varys first, and he's like, mm, actually, I don't know who this belongs to. And Peter Bailey says something to the effect of, well, this is a fine day. I know something that you don't know uh, because they do know everything. And he says to him, you know, like, that knife belongs to me. And everybody's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I had that knife made for me. It's made out of Valerian steel. Uh, I bet it against, um, like, at one of the last uh, tournaments, and I lost. And it was given to Tywin or Tyrion Lannister, the imp. And um, now that gets confirmed everything that Lady Stark said. Well, if he had that knife, then he was the killer and Mr. Lannister, and that confirmed all of her suspicions. And now she wants to get that information to Ned, but nobody knows that he's supposed to be in the city. So it's going to fall on Littlefinger to let Ned know that his wife is in the city. I, I thought that was a great scene, actually, especially that little line with him. Like, yeah, I know something that you don't know, Varys. And Varys just looked like, hmm, how did you know that? You know, um, uh-huh. there's such... Yeah, they're a great couple, so to speak, Varys uh, <laughs> and Peter Palin and Littlefinger. Yeah. Um, the way that they play off each other is, is very cool. Um, I so, had to laugh when, when Catelyn gets there and all the bitches are naked, and Littlefinger's like, get out of here, get out of here, get the hose out. Who, who brought these hoses? <laughs> Yeah, he gives him the uh, the the shush with the hand, the quick <laughs> shush. Yeah. The the shove off. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right, so we die. We go to the wall. Uh, we're back at the wall, and uh, if you remember from our previous episode, uh, Jon Snow has taken the the oath of to be in the Night's Watch. I don't know if he's actually taken the oath yet, but he's at the Night Watch. He's at the wall, and he he found out that most of the people there. Um, What's the word that rhymes with suck? Yeah, they suck. Yeah, thieves, uh, rapists, like they're all these people. And now the he's horror. in charge of, uh, they're in their training process, and he can't, like they can't fight anything. Like some of them never even held a sword, and he's just beating them up like, you know, a mulkey. You know, hey, check out the good time. <laughs> and he's just beating them up all over the place because none of them can do anything. And it's being watched in there by uh, was it uh, Lord Mormont and Mormont. Uh, Tyrion, uh, yeah, and, and Tyrion, um, and he's just beating them all up. And obviously, it doesn't go over well because um, those dudes don't like getting keep constantly <laughs> getting beaten up. Um, <laughs> they really, they're really not big fans of getting beaten up all the time. Um, so there's a real quick scene there because then it goes right back to King's Landing where Ned gets a letter to go back into town with Lord Peter Baelish. And, you know, he gets the note, he reads it, and uh, Littlefinger's like, oh, it's maybe something you should share with your wife. He's like, um, no, my wife's in, in, in the north or whatever, at Winterfell. And he's like, oh, is she now? 
and he walks past him with a freaking shit dog grin on his face. Oh, really? That's where she is? And he winds up taking her into town um, to one the whorehouse or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't go over well with Ned either. Uh, he gets the <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he gets the Scott Moss treatment uh, and gets pushed up against the wall. Uh, like, you're a funny little man, aren't you? Um, and then uh, Caitlin sticks her head out. Like, Ned, get up here. Like, oh, okay. And then what's Person. that line that he gives uh, about the Starks? Yeah, he does. Like, what's that line about that he gives about the Starks and their anger? Oh, um, Blow to think or something like that. Blow to think quick. Yeah, something about their anger. It's like, you know, and, um, yeah, they get there. And, you know, and again, something we talked about before I hit record, um, things are plotting all around the place and to not spoil or whatever. But, you know, he's like, yeah, um, no, Caitlin's like, yeah, Peter will help us. Yeah, I've known him forever. He, he, he can, yeah. He's a true friend. And, yeah. He's a true friend. And even Ned's face is like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, you know, and Peter says that yeah, I'm not going to betray her because, you know, I've always had a great affinity for, for Caitlin. And I'll try to keep you alive, but, you know, no guarantees. And when he says the line about, you know, uh, you're a great friend, he's like, don't tell anybody. I got a reputation to keep, you know. He definitely wasn't people to be happy to him. Um, So, and we'll kind of go to that part. He's going to head back to the north. They're saying that they cannot accuse um, the Lannisters of this without any real proof, and they're going to try to find that proof. And uh, Caitlin's going to head back to the north. And while Ned investigates what's going on, and they have like their little embrace, and she's like, and Ned's like, you know, he's still in love with you, right? And she's like, oh, is he now? And they have a little kiss, and then she rides off, and you know, so she's headed back to Winterfell. And we like think about that scene from the whorehouse on, brother Peter. Uh, well, this is another one of those uh, ominous, dep- uh, ominous goodbyes. Yeah. Like I'll see you soon, uh, and they didn't realize they're in a horror movie, sort of thing. Yeah. That was one thing. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a movie that they don't know about. Um, yeah, yeah. You, one of Caitlin's many failings, though, like you pointed out, is that she ha- she does not at all see Littlefinger for what he is. Um, Ooh, she all. can't imagine him being anything other than this kid who had a crush on her. Um, mm-hmm. But friend. it was good to see, like. It was good to see like the depth of the relationship with Ned and and Caitlin here um, as they embrace and then part ways. I mean, because they were there was a lot going on in the first couple episodes. You kind of got the sense that you know Ned wasn't the warmest guy in the world, um, but you know you could tell there's a relationship there. So that was cool, right? Yeah, and and they do have a a share a moment. Yeah, and at in Winterfell with his bastard there and all the, and everything that was going on and him leaving and whatnot, you you definitely got a sense that there was a lot of stress and that was a good moment for them too. Um, So if they're having a good moment about possibly finding out what's happening with the Lannisters, uh, Jamie and Cersei are not having a good moment about Bran waking up. Um, They find out it's very upsetting for uh, Cersei. And it's like, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to find out? And, Essentially, Jamie's like, you know, he's a 10-year-old kid, you know, whatever. We can outwit him. 
it doesn't really matter, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, what about if Robert finds out, well, if the king finds out? And he's like, ooh, the war for Cersei's cunt. And sapayow, he gets smacked across the face. <laughs> Um, and and he essentially says, "I'll fight Robert. I'll fight whoever. I will burn every. I will kill everybody so we could be together." And which is kind of icky because it's his sister. But it, but what did you think of that scene, Sandman? Uh, it 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 shows you how just screwed up the Lannisters are, and that they are devoted to this relationship they have, and mm. you know they don't care about anybody else, and uh, mm. uh, they're going to cover it up until you know. Until the world burns, basically, he even says that, yeah, I'll, I'll kill everybody until only we two are left, or something to that yeah. effect. And, uh, they are clearly established as the villains now. I mean, there's no more <laughs> guessing or anything like that. This is who they are. They're uh, ew. <laughs> you just yeah. you just got skin crawled sometimes thinking about yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And we forgot to mention that, remember, Bran has no memory of what happened. He has no memory of seeing catching them in the act of coitus. He has no memory of who pushed him out the window. He just knows that his legs don't work, and he ain't dead. That's basically what he knows. And, and you know, that, that's pretty much it. So uh, the scene shifts back to King's Landing uh, to the, the old war story scene. Now we get a chance to see King Robert, and we were talking about him a little bit uh, before and I was from watching this, I was like, man, this dude really, you, you said, Brother Peebus, he just did not want to be king. Like, he got it, but he was like, man, this job sucks. <laughs> and this is not what I signed up for, like, at all. I, I want a whore and drink and do everything else but run the freaking kingdom. And he, you know, he, he acts as such. Uh, so he's there in his king's chambers. With um, now, what was that dude's name, and what was his title? Barristan Selmy is the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. The King's Guard is like seven knights that are sworn to protect the king. Okay. And, and so Jamie right. is the only other one we've seen so far, or at least has has been named. Okay. Yeah. So they're there, and they're just talking about old war story, or their first kill. Like, who was the first person that you killed? And you know, Robert tells his story, you know, about how he used to be much bigger and stronger and he crushed some kids, you know, right through his breastplate and had the kid shit on himself before he died. And then the other guy tells his story and then he's like, ah, Kingslayer, come in here. You know, he must really, you know. <laughs> well, they dressed yeah. down Lancel first, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Lancel. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> give us Lancel's genealogy. So he is... Uh, um, Cousin? He's cousin, yeah, because Kevin Lannister is Tywin Lannister's brother, and oh, okay. Lancel is Kevin or Lancel is Kevin's son. Okay, yeah. Robert. Robert makes a, a remark about having Lannisters surrounding him and seeing their blonde hair all over the place, yeah. which makes him sick to his stomach. And he calls Jamie in, like, "Tell us about your first kill." You know, the best, like, the best know. is the way he does it. He's just like Kingslayer. <laughs> yeah, there's also a line in there. It's like it must kill you that have to guard your king yeah. while he eats shit and drinks and sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the look that and the look that Jamie makes at that point because it's one of two things: either he's fucking Cersei or he's fucking yeah. somebody else while married to Cersei. So, like either yeah. way, it's not good. So. No, not at all. Um, and so Jamie tells at his first kill, he cut somebody's head off when he was a squire. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, just a scene where you get a chance to see where Robert is, he just doesn't care. Like he really doesn't. And, um, you can tell, like Sandman said, you could tell why he brought in somebody that would be a little bit more responsible to help him run the kingdom. But, you know, it's it, it's implied that John Aaron was also somebody that was responsible, but yeah. he just didn't care. He just did whatever <laughs> he wanted to. It just didn't matter. Like, and it might not matter who the, who the hand is. Um, it's just not going to matter. All right. Uh, he did. Uh, he does uh, give a line, though. Jamie does give a line about because he asked him, what was the last yeah. thing the Mad King said before you stabbed him in the back? And he burned them all were his last words, which he had been saying for hours. Um, so oh. keep that line in mind uh, as we move forward. Right. The other interesting oh. thing is the way Jamie relates to to Selmy as a way he relates, as opposed to how he relates to the king. He's like yeah. he has the utmost regard for one and the utmost contempt for the other. Yeah, reverence and respect for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, and that dude's a good character <laughs> as he's going to come through here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't get his name because I don't think they name checked him, so I, I know you remember it for later. All right, so we're going to cross the narrow sea and get to the Dothraki. Uh, the Dothraki are still making their way. The, the funny thing is, I mean, I know where they're going now. I mean, that's not really a big spoiler. You know, they're going to the Dothraki kingdom or whatever. Um, the funny thing is, is, like, you don't really know that. You just see them, like, every scene, you just see them, like, riding horses and sitting around and stuff. It's just like, where y'all going? <laughs> Like it's like it's just you know what I mean? It's like what, what what's going on here? Yeah. Um, but K- Khaleesi is um, or Daenerys is leading the 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 pack or whatever or the Calazar I think is what they called it, mm-hmm. and they're running through and um, uh, Mormont is giving her sage advice on how to be a Khaleesi still and all of that and she and about the slaves and she's not a real big keep that in mind she's not a real big um. Uh, proponent of the slaves and how they get the slaves and what do they do to the slaves and how to keep the slaves. And I like his story. It was like, yeah, you know, sometimes they give them to us. Sometimes they're like, you know what? We ain't fought nobody in a while. Let's go kill them. Hey, you know what? Your bitches is all ugly too. Let's just kill them too. You know, that like, <laughs> doesn't really matter. Like the top rack here, just like whatever. You know, they have be wilding. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Dothraki be Dothrakian. Um, yep. So, uh, so, yeah, and so like, she tells him to stop the horde, and there's really no real reason why she gets off. I was like, when you look at the trees, I was like, oh, she's about to go smoke. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was wondering what's going on. Like, what, what the hell is she doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go back and look at that, it's like, oh, she's about to burn one. I get it. I'm being around all these savages. I, I could get that. Um, but she goes off into an area, and then the, the trees and the weed is rustling, and, you know, her brother, it was is it Viserys? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Viserys comes through there, and he's like, you know, what are you doing? Next, he gives number orders. two. And yeah, three. he gives me orders. Yeah, and then, watch out, he gets yanked off his horse by the neck, <laughs> freaking Indiana Jones style, like for real. And he gets yanked to the ground, and they're like, <laughs> the interpreter's like, hey, you want to kill him or what? You know, what? It's like, no, don't hurt him. Like, are you sure? Like, it's really, he's like choking him for the last Like, what do you mean, you don't hurt him? disappointed yeah, yeah. when she says, like, leave him alone. It's funny as hell. It's like, yeah, really? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's kind of funny. I mean, again, trying to not spoil too much. Um, Viserys has not gotten any offense since the first episode. <laughs> Like, he really hasn't. Straight you know, up. 
Everything no that him. happens to him, well, no, nobody likes him. But everything that happens to him is all terrible. Nothing good happens for Viserys. Like, nothing. <laughs> like, through this. And even me, at the end, he gets choked out. He tries to get on his horse. Like, nah, you walk. This nigga don't know but seven words in English, and he told him to walk. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, that's harsh, man. You just got told off by somebody who doesn't speak your language. <laughs> And he tried to tell <laughs> exactly. And he tried to tell and he was like once he got released, he was like, Mormont, kill this dude, I am your king and he's just like so Khaleesi um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was <laughs> nothing. I mean he literally gets no respect and um I think oh, he even dropped God. the line. I think he even dropped the line, You've awakened the dragon or something that to that yeah. effect. And yeah. That yeah. still didn't get him any respect. Yeah. Just terrible. Oh, just terrible. All right. <laughs> uh, we switch out to the wall. You've awakened the dragon. <laughs> That's a bitch <laughs> It totally is, and he is quite that. Pretty sure if you look up the ancient text for bitch move, there'd be a picture of the Saracen. So we go back out to the to the wall, and you see John making his way to the top of the wall in the intricate uh, elevator system uh, to get to the top of the wall where he has a scene with Uncle Benjamin, who is the first ranger, and the first ranger is the person that goes out beyond the wall and essentially goes out and hunts the wildlands and see what's going on out there. Wildlands is something that will come up much later on. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, John wants to go out and ranger with his uncle. He's like, you're not ready. He's like, I'm better than everybody here. And he's like, well, you haven't really earned it, and you can't go. And that's basically it. What do you think of that scene, Sam, man? Um, yeah, I was like, well, first of all, Benjamin must be an absolute badass. <laughs> she says, you going out, just think about it, you going out alone. And obviously, at this point, we don't know what's um, above the wall, what's north of the wall. We're just told about you know, all the horrors and the wildlings that are out there. But first of all, I was like, well, shit, how bad ass is this dude that he's just going out alone yeah. by himself, first of all? And second of all, you could tell that uh, John was like, man, don't leave me here with these fools. Come on, man. <laughs> you can see it in his yeah. eyes. Oh, please take me out of here. And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you got to stay John's here. like, dude, the wall sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he's like, well, you know, y'all kind of owe me one. Y'all lied to me. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> true. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny. Then, yeah. And I did skip a scene there when after John had beaten everybody up outside of their training session, they went in to try to kill him or at least they can't. I, I kept watching them. I was like, now they're going to give him a cold red. Like, um, um, <laughs> that, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> you know, oh, Man of the Truth oh, movie. Oh. Yeah, they're going to give him a cold red. And, yeah. um, He's like, uh, or Tyrion comes in and he's just like, hey, you know, Tyrion from talking to everybody, he knows everybody's stories. He's like, oh, yeah, Pip stole a, a wheel of cheese for his sister, and this dude did this, and this dude did that. And like, if you guys harm him, maybe, you know, you guys got familiar faces. I'll tell my sister the queen. And that takes him to immediately back off. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever, bastard. We'll see you on the other side. Um, but Tyrion is still at the wall. And he's just making his way to saying hello and goodbye to the people at the wall. And Benjamin doesn't like Tyrion. Um, you know, maybe that's just because there's the genuine Stark 
Lannister rivalry. That's the thing, um, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe because he just doesn't respect what he does. I don't really know, but there's no love lost there. And Tyrion essentially says to them, like, um, I don't believe any of this crap. Like, I don't believe there's whatever out in the wall, like monsters and white walkers and this, that, and the other. You know, it, 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 I think it's just all, you know, you know, horseshit, essentially. And, you know, Benjamin leaves. And then who's that guy that he's there with, Brother Davis, that he's going to take with him back to King's Land? I think his name's Yorin. He's basically a recruiter. Okay, right. yeah, he's going to go back to King's Landing with Tyrion to pick up uh, where they go to the dungeons at King's Landing and take uh, recruit, their quotation mark, back to the wall. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't believe in the White Walkers. And, um, yeah, it's there's another scene. I'm skipping ahead a little, or I'm skipping in between another scene, but then Tyrion's going to be there with, uh, who is it, Mormont and somebody else. And essentially they're like, and who's that old man that's there at the wall with them? Is that a maester? Yeah, he is. That's uh, Maester Eamon. Eamon, okay. Yeah, okay. and essentially he's like, you know, like we're yeah, we're down to a thousand men. We don't have hardly anybody here. It's just a bunch of freaking pickpockets and immature children and whatever. Like your sister sits at a hand, you know, to the side of the of the king. We need more people to protect the realm. If winter comes, and we know that it's coming because of, you know wildlings are being caught. You know, you know, closer to the wall every every you know every day or whatever. Like it, it's coming. Like we know it's coming. We need more men. And, you know, and again, Ty, you know, Tyrion's like, man, I don't know, whatever. Uh, you really get a chance to see that the wall. It seems like it used to be something that was um, significant and prestigious, and then it's turned into like the Black Mall. You know, yeah. uh, it's like where people used to go shop. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I used to go there. Not anymore. I go to the white mall. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the date mall. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, when you think of that scene, Brother Beavis, is they, you know, the the idea of White Walkers has been presented since the first episode, yeah. but the the reality of it now you're getting to see that a lot of people don't even believe it. I think it's just you know a whole wives' tale. Yeah, and it's uh, you know what what we we don't have perspective on as a viewer, but I think things are getting worse north of the wall. But it's been so long since it mattered. You're right. This is just this this institution that the North cares about um, is just sort of faded. And and you can in the upfront discussion with Cersei, you know, she talks about what she thinks of the North. You know, it's just basically wilderness, and it's like it doesn't even exist. Just don't even mess with it whatever but yeah it's you know they're they're they, the people with the watch take it seriously they realize things are getting worse and they're hoping that um you know they're hoping that that Tyrion can can help them out and i think yeah. despite all that you know he says you know i don't believe in this or whatever and he treats a lot of it like it's a joke i think he legitimately does come away like okay you know i'll see what i can do um, yeah. So I thought that that part was cool, and he's you know as always he has a lot of good exchanges with everybody. And Terry Benjamin, a great Benjamin doesn't care too much for him, is what we find no. out. But I think yeah. that's simply kind of the start. Yeah, um, a little reaction after the conversation. I think he's starting to like me. No, <laughs> yeah, no he really isn't. Um, yeah, keep playing. Hey, um, real quick, no. I have a question um, sure. um, about uh, winter. It, it occurs to me from what they were saying that. Winter does not come every year in right. this uh, this world. It's like once every great 
while, like maybe years, it it comes. And that's the first time I actually caught that. So we're talking about, like, somebody asked Tyrion, like, how many uh, winters have you uh, experienced? And he was, like, nine. Yeah. You know, he's obviously very a lot older than that. So that's the first time I caught that. Right. And old Nan's stories at the beginning give you some of that flavor, too, where she's talking about how the winters used to be in the long winter and all that stuff. And a lot of this is just ancient history. And so um, that's Uh why most people don't care. So, yeah, winter will suck, but it's not going to suck that bad in the south, and people in the north are used to it. And so, Yeah, let them deal with it. You know, we don't have to deal with it. Let them deal with it. And, you know, and this idea, though, too, and it's something that maybe comes out later, and I can't remember myself, like, you know, what brings about winter? You know what I mean? Like, what mm-hmm. brings a winter season to come? Like, we could go so many years without having winter. But then we do have a winter, and how bad is it going to be? You know, is it the La Nina winds, you know, like the hurricanes that come to Florida? Like, I don't know. Like, something happens. Like, why is it so bad sometimes and then not so bad the other? Um, right. Okay. They've yeah. never really right. gone into right. the cosmology, so we just have to say it's magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> comics, different podcast. Uh, so um, <laughs> we go back through the Don Rocky Horde. Uh, we get to the, I call it the Rosetta Stone scene as uh, – Khaleesi is learning Dothraki language um, uh, with her uh, handmaiden, and uh, she's also the handmaiden that taught her how to fuck. So, no, that's um, a different one. That's that, a different what? one. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm shook, as the children say myself. That's a different one? I thought that yeah, was She her. has three. She has three oh. handmaidens. about that? Yeah. Okay, my yeah. bad. All right. Okay. Well, she is with whichever handmaiden there, and now she is learning that uh, the handmaiden is like, oh, you know, teaching her language, and then she just grabs a titty. Like, hey, what? When's the last time you played, girl? (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, wait, what? Like, oh. He's lucky that it's on Twitter. Otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) He's lucky there's no HR department. Um, for the Doth Rocky. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you to report to HR in the morning. Uh, not allowed to do that. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, I, she's, you know, I think she's with child. And then the next scene, you know, and she's like, oh, I haven't played in like many months or whatever, so I might be pregnant. And, you, and we have to remember too, like allegedly, like Daenerys at this point is like 15 or 16 years old and she's a kid in and of herself. Um, but she... Uh, the handmaiden runs to tell uh, Mormont, and you know that dude's name. I think you said, brother Beers. Which one? The the second in command of the Dothraki. There. That oh no. Is... no. Okay. No, I don't know what his name is. No, okay. Well, she runs to go tell them as they're having their conversation about um, weapons and killing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, the Khaleesi, she's with child." Like, wait, what? Oh, uh, yeah, it's like she hasn't bled in however many moons or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And Mormont does, Mormont does the most suspicious thing possible. Um, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. Um, <laughs> 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 it's literally like a boy pose. It ain't mine, man. I, I got to go. Uh, and we immediately leave. I'll be back. I'll meet up with the horde in the morning. Uh, it's like, mm. and again, on rewatch, it's like, man. Yeah. But when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, he just he had to go take a piss. I guess, I don't yeah. know, like, whatever. You know, what a big deal. Yeah, uh, pay attention to that. So 
Uh, he leaves. She's pregnant. She does kill the cow. Um, and he's like, oh, cool. You know, like I still rape. But, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, they they make tender love now that she's been they make the, yeah that's right yes they make the tender love uh, <laughs> no more rape uh, allegedly um, so yeah uh, so that's that and it's you know there's a scene and that's that and then our final scene oh no excuse me, I got a couple more scenes I'm sorry um, uh, we go back to the wall uh, John has moved from John Snow has moved from training to training the recruits. Uh, you know, to try to help them out, you know, pivot here, swerve here, you know, don't do so much work, change your feet, you know, whatever. And um, then, and I already talked about the scene where the winter is coming. All right, so moving back to the last page of notes here. All right. Uh, oh, I did that. And Kyle, you're a father. Um, oh, yeah. The last scene here with John and Tyrion. Uh, so John and Tyrion have a, a meeting at the top of the wall. So remember Tyrion's original purpose of going to the wall so he could piss off the top of it. Uh, he's doing that. <laughs> And he does it. Um, and yeah, he does it. And then they have this uh exchange about, you know, hey, your brother is awake, uh got a, a raven or whatever, and your brother's awake, and he is on his way back to King's Landing. He's like, If you go to the north, tell my brother I miss him and uh whatever and you know, Tyrion makes that promise that he will go see Bran and you know, they have a, a, a you know, a warm exchange between, you know, people that really just met each other not that much long ago. Uh, it's a pretty cool scene, again, spinning it forward without spoiling too much. It's a really cool scene uh, as it plays out over time. But what do you think of that scene, uh, Sammy? What scene are we talking about again? Which one? Where, where Tyrion says goodbye to uh, John at the wall. Oh, yeah. That that had a lot of significance. It was almost as big as, uh, or it might be just as big as, um, Caitlin and uh, um, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. Uh, Ned Stark. Ned. Mm -hmm. Knowing what we know and what's coming, uh, these characters don't see each other again, well, spoilers, for a while. And they are major players. And so when I, yeah, when they finally, uh, you know, they parted as, you know, civilly, almost as friends, almost. Mm -hmm. And um, it was big. It's like, wow, we're really not going to see them together again for a long time. You know, yeah. And, well, yeah, it, it has a lot of weight to it, you know. So yeah. and it was almost a little sad, to be honest with you. So Yeah, it's a John, good scene. John himself even says, like, I'm going to miss you, miss you, uh, Imp. Or, you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What do you think of that good. scene, Brother Beavis? Well, I want to I add, uh, I rewound to make sure, make sure this was the case. He shook his hand with his dick hand. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I know that kid. I know that kid. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they're friends, friend. but they ain't friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, on, a, on another podcast on this network, uh, my brother is known as a habitual lion stepper. Um, <laughs> uh, sir... You may have gotten behind us there. Uh may have stepped over the line. Yeah, just habitually just stepped all over that one. Uh, but yes, you may he I didn't notice that. I would lie if I'd say if it if it didn't cross my mind that he did it, but whatever. Uh he does give a line too that, you know, where it, is it true about my brother, like he can't use his leg? He's like, Yeah, well, he's a cripple. He's like, Well, better to be a rich cripple than a broke cripple. Yep. So uh <laughs> got that good health care. Yeah, exactly. He's like, So yeah, that's fine, but yeah, he better be you know, rich. 
and he will make his way back to King to the north uh, to Winterfell to tell you know John or tell Bran that John said hello. And like I said, that's episode four. Uh, our final scene, and it's even though it has a ton of dialogue, it really ends on like a thirty-second push-in shot on Ned Stark, where he does hire. Um, I can never get dude's name because he says it so fast. He's somebody from Bravos. Serial Pharrell. Yeah, Serial Pharrell. Thank you. Serial Pharrell from Bravos. He gets to train Arya uh, in sword play. And, you know, of course, she's, you know, not a Mary Sue. She doesn't pick it up right away. She doesn't know what she's doing. And she, you know, they fight, you know, he's teaching her how to stand, teaching her all these things. And it's a very, you know, fun scene between, you know, uh, Padawan and Jedi Master, essentially. And, right. But as the scene ends, as Ned comes in to see what's going on with his daughter, there's a push-in shot. And like you, Brother Beavis, you said at the beginning, what did you, what did you say that you thought that was as it's pushing in on him? Yeah, like camera? you can see him change to like, you know, he walks <laughs> in and he's sort of admiring the scene. And then it sort of, his expression just very slowly, very subtly changes. And it's like this this mm-hmm. look of like, you know, almost like he's he's sad that he has to prepare her for this, but he knows sort of what's coming. You know, it's like he's 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 like trying to prepare her for the world, but at the same time, sad that she's in, you know that she's in such a terrible place. So that just that was a, a really interesting scene because you know he cared enough to follow up. You know, he told her like you got to learn how to use a sword if you're going to do it. He's got this guy teaching her, and you know he comes and steps in and, and he goes from well, you know this is working out to man this sucks that I got to do this. Uh, yeah, it's just a good ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when I saw that scene too, I was just like, he's. I thought he was more thinking like, um, uh, maybe this is not such a great idea to teach mm-hmm. her how to do this because I know if she learns how to do it, then if if she ever has to use it, it's going to be in a terrible situation. And, um, yeah, and yeah. Again, we can't really spoil too much because we're trying to not spoil things. But yeah, this is a, this is the hero path for Arya Stark. Um. And you're, she's going to stay on this path for, you know, a significant period of time as she reaches her, you know, kind of her, her hero's journey. Um, but, yeah. All right. So that's episode three, essentially. I forgot to do it for episode two, so we'll do it here now. Who wins the week? Okay. Who's, who's the winner of the week? That's something that we always talk about on the other podcast. Who wins the week, uh, Sandman? Oh, man. I don't know. Um I'll, Maybe I'll go with um, Tyrion. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. You might have to come back to me. I, right. I don't know who else. Yeah, I would I tend to go with with John because this is where you know he's he's had a couple episodes to figure out how bad the wall is, and in his when he comes to realize these may be criminals, but they're people too. And I can get farther by helping them rather than just trying to show how everybody how great I am. He gets mm-hmm. dressed down by his uncle. I think his transformation, where you know he he begins to step into a position of responsibility at the wall. I think I, I would say maybe him. Huh. I'm going to go with uh, Peter Baelish. Uh, yeah. I think he wins the week here. I think I he, he, yeah. he 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 gets a, a good introduction. Um, as well as being able to literally kind of tell you almost everything about his character in four scenes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. almost impossible to do. Somebody that chews up that much scene and scenery to be able to tell you exactly what he's about 
in four scenes. And yeah. uh, you can tell he's in control of not uh, of so many things, not just the master of coin, the master of hoes, bitches in town. Uh, <laughs> and and he 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 kind of just, to me, like every scene that he's in, he owns it. And, uh, yeah, that's my winner for the week. All right, Sam, man, you got anybody? I had to go with um, uh, what Viva said, yeah. Um, I mean, I was – I don't know if anybody else, yeah, yeah. He's, at least um, Jon Snow is kind of coming into his own now. He's kicking everybody's ass at the, at the wall. He's um, – what's the guy that uh, hates him that's always trying to uh, put him up for failure? The uh, mm. uh, Like the first sergeant dude. I, was, I forget his name. Yeah, he's, uh, I always the fire. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know his name. He's an asshole go, though. Yeah, he's a straight up asshole. I'll go with him too. Um, mm-hmm. All right, John Snow. All right, who loses the week then? Who did not come out well in this whole situation, brother Beavis? Hmm. Who lost the week? Uh. <laughs> Like a rare occasion where nothing really bad happened to anybody, did it? Okay. Oh, Lancel lost that. the week. I'll give it to Lancel. <laughs> Lancel lost the week. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of weeks where Lancel wins. Um, yeah. So yeah. Just, it's yeah He's yeah. like, what are you doing? There's no more wine. <laughs> I know what <laughs> empty means. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great Lancel scene, I think, in four or five as well. Uh, yeah, it's bad, man. Poor Lancel. He is literally, yeah, literally the definition of whipping boy. <laughs> so, all right. So that wraps up episode uh, three of, of I Know What You Did Last Winter, our Game of Thrones recap podcast. Uh, like I said, we this episode won't come back or the show doesn't come back with new episodes to 2019, so we have some time and these episodes might be spaced out a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, we're chugging along as best we can. Uh, remember, you'll be able to find this show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, Podbean as well. Um, and again, this is a part of the Brothers Comics uh, Podcasting Network. Uh, lots of shows. Find a show. Find your life. Uh, the Marvel Hacks with these two gentlemen, which we'll hopefully get back to. I really spent the entire day today reading comic books, um, like a lot, like just trying to catch up on so much stuff um, that I had a chance to – I just didn't have a chance to finish reading. Uh, so I feel like I'm sufficiently caught up, but not not all together, but I'm, I'm, I'm close. So we have the Marvel Hacks podcast, um, the Unmasked podcast for Mr. Robot, uh, the intersection with Malika Salam, um, the Brothers Comics Podcast, which we recorded yesterday. Uh, what am I missing? He, oh, and this weekend, the Association, uh, our NBA recap podcast with Will Stack. So, yeah, so find a show, find your life. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, you should be able to find something. Remember, you're able to look for everything on brotherscomics.com. Uh, and that's it. That's all our uh, business here. All right. So uh, we, we haven't rated the episodes. Three episodes in, which episode do you think? was your favorite three episodes in. We're a third of the way essentially through season one. Uh Sandman, which one do you think was the best? Um I still like the very first one. Uh it may just be for sentimental reasons, but um um they're they're all very good, but I I still go first. Okay. Brother Beavis. Yeah, I agree. I think the first you know and, and they I'm sure they had a lot more time to work on it because it was the pilot. Um but it's just they do so much in that first episode. I think the second episode's good, but it's it's 
you start to see how dark this episode, this series is going to be. The thing about the third one to me is, you know, there's they get to King's Landing and, and they haven't like built up the sets yet. You know, King Landing, King's Landing still looks kind of small, and you don't. They've they've gotten to start to expand the story, but it's you know the the sets aren't there the way they're going to be in future seasons once this just thing, once this thing takes off. But yeah, the first episode to me is is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I was watching ahead, you know, for this as I had the opportunity to, and there's some really good episodes coming up. Uh, I said that episode three was the first episode I was able to watch with my wife because she really is against, she's just not a fan of violence. And, you know, when she's only watching it the first time, she's just like, ooh, I can't take all the violence. And I was like, well, this episode doesn't really have any real violence in it, to be honest with you. So, you know, you can sit here and watch this one with me. It's like, oh, okay. And so she kind of get it, and I'm having to, like, pause every, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, this is this dude. This is that dude. This is what he did. And this is what happened in the first episode. This is what happened in this one. You know, I'm, like, going on and on and on and on and on. And she's like, okay, like, I kind of get it, and I kind of understand why you like it so much. So I'm going to go with the second episode. That's my favorite just because I got a chance to watch it with her. Um, I'm not sure how farther she can go, though, because uh, <laughs> the violence <laughs> shall return. Um, <laughs> Which we do, yeah. Uh, yeah, in very violent ways, the violent will make out a return of the Jedi type move here. So yeah, not not a yeah. I don't know how long she can. So all right, all right. So that'll wrap this up. Uh, as the producer of said podcast, I am signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. All right, y'all. It's Squire Sandman. We'll be back. Right. All right, and brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. Later, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> see you.